on today's episode. It's the Labor Day podcast and it is full of banter. Football season is right around the corner and we're talking all things fantasy. Daniel says his team is either destined for another championship or going to finish in last place, which I think is the essence of what draft day is all about. We're officially past Labor Day, which means everyone needs to start shifting into fall brain. We'll give you our best advice on how to get started on your New Year's resolutions a few months early to get ahead of the curve. And if there's one person who should be taking our advice, it's none other than Joe Biden, as we're now three weeks away from the first debate. Some are urging him not to debate. Some are urging Cardi B to take his place on the stage. Either way, we're praying for some fireworks-filled entertainment. This is Two Tangents. Welcome to Two Tan Gents. It's September 8th, the day after Labor Day. Danny, how you doing? Day after Labor Day. Uh, we're, we're, we're back in it, baby. We're back in it. We, uh, I don't know what Labor Day is for. I, we're not working on Labor Day. Uh, but now we're back, So uh, and things are better than ever. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that today. I was like, this is one of those holidays where every year we appreciate it so much, but we don't know what it means, and there's no reason for it. Those are the best holidays, right? The holidays where we don't know what we're celebrating. But it's so funny because there's like we're in a culture that like yells about holidays and argues about holidays, Christopher Columbus Day. But we're all like, hey, we're pretty sad at the end of summer. Let's keep this day untouched. We don't know what it is, but let's keep it. Amen. I mean, it's a three-day weekend. You can't you can't get enough about three-day weekends. I am so hungover right now, Daniel. I was gonna it, say, <laughs> you, look, you look hungover. You look a little down. Is the day after Labor Day the hardest day to go back to work? Uh, day after Memorial Day, right? It's got to be. I think my top one goes Super Bowl, Memorial Day. Super Bowl is good. Maybe this is third. Uh, to go back to work? Yeah. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, 100%. Number one. July 4th has got to be up there, but that's like more summer. Memorial Day weekend is you're inching into summer, so I feel like that's the first time where we all overdo it. Like We've been yes. holding back for the entire winter and the entire spring, really, just getting ready so that we could pick things up again. Memorial Day weekend happens. We all overdo it. Everyone wakes up on that Monday. It's probably actually the Monday of Memorial Day, and we just question every decision that we've made. And then no one knows how they're going into work on Tuesday, but we all agree upon it. And we, we just look at each other, and we're like, Ah, yeah, I, I see it. Can, I see what you what you're looking like. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. And 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 hold hold for a second so I can provide some context. Sure. Are we are we too old to overdo it? I don't mean like oh, are we too old to have fun? But I mean like, can we bounce back from an overdo it? Because lately I felt like I can't get back up after an overdo it. No, we can't. We we we've reached the point where we can't overdo it anymore. You, you, you I overdid back, it. <laughs> you never get fully upright again. No, you never again until next I weekend. I've been fully upright since <laughs> twenty three. Like I don't. No, I. You're right. I haven't. I haven't either. I. I've been slowly declining since probably around twenty three, twenty four, and and I'm just not in the same places. I can't do what I used to be able to that, do. What happened? I. I used to hear uh, old people, late twenties, say stuff like, "Oh, the hangovers," and I thought that they were like talking about Santa Claus myths. Like, I thought they were making this shit up. But it's, like, legitimately a cost analysis of, like, can I deal with the hangover versus how much fun am I going to have? I'm so disappointed that this moment happened at this point in my life. I thought I had at least three, four years ahead of me of not having had, to do this. I, I thought you had five. I, <laughs> at I least, right? At you. 
I used to look at you and go, that guy's got five. That guy's <laughs> got five. He's still standing up on tables. <laughs> what is he that doing? Guy, that guy's got five. Um, Daniel, I overdid it this weekend. I'm going to come clean. I, I absolutely overdid it. And I'm paying the price now. It? Uh, yeah, like I, <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to be on air therapy right now. Yeah. I, I drank too much and then I drank too much again and I did it two days in a row so much so where I started fights with people <laughs> they were getting mad at me <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was an amazing many, time. <laughs> you don't have, here's the thing. And I've learned this as I get older. It's a really sad reality. You didn't have a good time if nobody's mad at you <laughs> and it sucks because you're like, damn, now I have to deal with this. But it's the only way you know you had a good time. Yeah, no, truthfully. I mean, I, I had a great time. I was still dancing on tables and uh, stuffing my face with unhealthy food. And uh, But did you, out of politeness, did you tell anybody, excuse me, I may drink a little bit more than I should tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Circa t- 2010, 2011. Oh, back, no. To th- back in high school or maybe just uh, I, back after we were 21, I mean, uh, <laughs> D- Danny used to go up to people at parties and politely say, as Pitbull would, excuse me, but I make it a little more drunk than I should tonight. And honestly, if you were going to get mad at him after that, that's on you. That's on you, man. That's on you. Th- that's on you. Look, but um, at the same time, today was our fantasy football draft. And I think that later on in life, if you're not doing your fantasy football draft completely hungover, then you're missing part of the aspect, which is the fantasy football draft. Like, no one's at the fantasy football draft feeling good about themselves. I, uh, I agree with that. And also, this year kind of solidified for me what I wasn't sure of maybe 10 years ago is we're going to do this forever. Like, we're going to do it forever. I, I always knew it was like, okay, this is a thing. Let's see as we get older. But just... We're in year 15, and I'm sure many listeners do fantasy football have been for years. And this group, I can't see us, I can't see kids getting in the way. I can't see weddings getting in the way of this. Like, this is just tradition at this point. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it is tradition. That's that's one of the most beautiful things I think about fantasy football, right? I think that's what Matthew Berry talks about when he's always writing articles on ESPN about how lo- literally anybody can do this. It starts a tradition and it keeps people to get people together. Uh, it's one of the best things that we have to hold on to, and I love it. The traditions are fantastic. Do you know what? Let me even double down on that. Not only will nothing get in between this, this is what keeps us together. You know, as you get older, you you are able to keep contact with less and less people. But if you have one of these types of traditions, and it doesn't have to be fantasy football, it could be something else. But this is the type of thing that keeps you in touch with people that are slowly going to distance themselves over time. It's kind Amen. of so sweet to have one little thing be like, yeah, I see that guy, you know, during that thing once a year. Yeah, it's, like tur- it. it's Turkey Bowl and it's uh, fantasy football draft day. And it's, yeah, those are just the two main holidays on the equal. They're like the equinoxes of sports or the equinoxes yes. of like men, men culture, right? It's like yes. the, the seasons change for fantasy football draft day and for, they're not even on opposite sides of the spectrum. What are they like two months away from each other? They're not equinoxes at all, but yeah, they're just the, those big moments throughout the year that, uh, that we all come together. It's like an important I, I, occasion. I had a thought because Labor Day, I, I think Labor Day always brings these feelings to me. I think football was invented because the end of summer is sad. Like, uh, if we didn't have football that starts right, legitimately right at the end of summer, there would be just a bleakness that would overset people, and we're able to distract people by the fact that football season is great. Bro, so true, so true. The, the only thing you think about when the weather starts to change is just, 
holy crap, the winter is going to be coming. I'm going to start seeing snow. I'm going to be having to walk outside and put a jacket on. And you get a little upset about it. And then all of a sudden you remember, but we got football. But football is going to be on every Sunday. That's a gift from the gods. I think football is a ploy. Like, I think it, it's because it, they could have done it in summer. They could have done it in spring. They were like, the boys need something. Do you the feel boys. I, I, do you feel similarly in that uh, now that we've all are, we're in the mindset of football, football is right around the corner. There's no way they cancel it. Right. There's no way that anything um, could happen. I'm not saying it. I'm, I'm very hopeful now, and if it changes, I'd be disappointed at this point. I'd be upset at this point. Right, because now now we're, we're feeling it way too hard. There's no way that it's going to be canceled. I just want to see pads on pads. Like, that's just what I want right now. Bro, love pads. Uh, let me <laughs> ask you a question. How did you feel when you walked away from your, uh, from your draft today? How do you feel about your fantasy team? A little bit great, a little bit queasy, just like I do every year. Really? A like, little bit great, a little bit queasy? Oh, f- Oh, why is it my 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 uh my, they just try to stop my uh my recording. We're back. Okay. Please ask me that question again. How do you feel about your fantasy football team that you drafted today? I feel the same way every year. I feel a little bit queasy. I feel a little bit great. It's like, "Oh, yes, these players are going to be awesome." And then I look at my like middle rounds and I'm like, "This is either the greatest group of people anyone's ever put together. Like I'm a genius." Or not one of these people can play football, and I don't know which is what it is. I so I I I always think the first thing when I walk away from the draft, and then those few moments where I've had a couple of years where I'm like, what did I do? How did I get so <laughs> flustered? All of a sudden, I'm taking Brandon Jacobs as my first round pick, and it's like, do you remember that year? That's like an honest. Yes. That's a, that's a truthful story. Is that I took Brandon Jacobs, and everybody looked at me like, dude, what are you doing? And I felt so bad about myself, and I and that was the year that I probably finished in last place. But I think no. It, you have Those to. Years, people do good. Those really? You oh, think. you you need to you need to walk away from draft day thinking that you have the best team because if you don't walk away with that feeling, Dude, you're doomed. I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> I feel like if you think you fucked up, you accidentally happened on something you didn't mean to, and it's amazing. And if you think you're great, you're in trouble because like three out of the four people that you think are studs are gonna underperform. Yeah, I mean, the, there there is the nerve-wracking feeling like that. Like, I drafted a lot of questionable people that I'm just high on this year. I want Todd Gurley to have a bounce-back season for Atlanta, but he could also get hurt within the first day. Chris Carson, same way. He could get hurt so fast, but uh, the fun I, part I'm about, riding running back, running back, running back. The fun part about this is there's, like, not another scenario which is so hindsight's 2020 other than football draft day because we're all we all say things. We're all so confident. We're like oh, this guy's going to have a huge year, this, this. And the second the season starts, like, that guy's on the bench within a week, and there's some guy you never heard of is the best player in the league. And you're like, oh, wait, I don't know anything, and this is all random. Isn't it funny how uh, fantasy football is one of those things where you can be wrong about it every year, but we still talk about it like we know everything? Like, you, Dude, we still make guarantees and calls on draft day. Like, we've been right even once of, like, our last yes. 20 calls. We'll like make fun of people like I can't believe you did that or this or like I'll I'll uh, I was like calling my brother to tell him my team and he's like oh I hate that pick or love that pick it's like no one knows yeah like what do you know <laughs> we don't know we have no 
no idea. Like, it's going to be so obvious. It's so funny. After week one, where it's like, oh, my God, it was so obvious that this guy was good slash bad. Yeah, like, that's the best is that, yeah, it's it's the hindsight. You get to, you get to always talk about you whenever something bans out. Oh, I knew the whole time. That was my strategy going into it. And then you just uh, you cover up the ones that don't go so well. But you know what the thing is, is that if you get your name on the trophy, then you have you get like bragging rights forever. Like all you have to do is say you're talking to a two time champion. My, yes. uh, someone in our league who's won four times mentioned that. And uh, that's that's a number Four four time champion. Oof, what are you going to say to the four time champion? It's weird because everybody knows that uh, it's all a little random. But if you do four times, maybe it's not so random. Maybe so he's on to something. He knows what he's doing a little bit. Yeah, so I'm excited. This obviously pumped me up. It always does. Um, what's I always the, forget. What's the, th- what's the Thursday night game? What's the first uh, one that starts it's off? It's Houston versus the Chiefs, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It's what awesome. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just excited. And, I, you know, I always forget that this is like how time consuming this becomes. Like you're, when we go through summer, you ever go through summer and you're like, wow. I kind of have some free time on my hands. Free time, like, hobbies. We, we start baking cakes in, in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, it's like you pick up something in the summer. And you're like, am I always this free? It's like, it's like a, you forget it. And then football comes and you're like, oh, I forgot that like for most of the year, three nights of the week or three days are just not existent. Bro, when when the Super Bowl ends and it's the week after the Super Bowl and all of a sudden you, you get Sunday, you don't know what to do. It's the, always the weirdest phenomenon in the entire they world. It doesn't make sense. You. No, they no never, one prepares during, you. <laughs> during the halftime during the halftime show, they never do a tutorial on like what to do next. There's never like, "Hey fellas, if you're like there's like uh, they should have a they, they should have a seminar." Yes, people should definitely mm-hmm. be marketing to men about picking up certain like crafts and hobbies around <laughs> Super Bowl time because all of a sudden, a massive amount of this country, millions of Americans across <laughs> this country all of a sudden gained a, a full day back into their schedules that a free time that they never had before it's similar to you know how uh, andrew yang talks about uh the freedom dividends or, or whatever like sure what if every american had a thousand dollars what if every american what if half the population got an extra day how yeah. productive would they be oh wow yeah that, that's exactly <laughs> what it is bro but then yeah. we don't have excuses like when the girlfriends start asking oh we need to go apple picking now oh we got to go pumpkin picking there we got to go picking well, for everything and it's like ah oh, baby the, the fucking game is it. on let's talk about it so right. we were just saying you know they need to market something to men well they already did market those things to women for what they do on sunday because they needed something so it's like do you like eating apples do you want to go do the work that <laughs> do you want to go you want to go pick them yourself like like they already tricked half the population now they just got to trick the men too and oh bro easy. yeah they they really don't target the men in in the apple picking commercials they need to do apple picking for men <laughs> what do you what how, how do we do that what's what's our idea it's for 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 men's apple picking i i don't think it's i don't think it involves fruit there's just gotta be a, like a beer it's like beer picking they, they put they you know put bud lights on a tree and we go up there and pick a bud light off a tree it's <laughs> It it's a genius stupid. idea if anybody wants to take that. <laughs> it's it's like axe throwing. You know um, how that became a thing like two years ago? Like right. go to a place and you get to throw an axe. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but like, but like, if you just like target like, hey man, you ever think about throwing an axe? Well, yeah, I guess I have. <laughs> you like, like here's here's something you could do. 
Like that's what it is. That's our apple picking. That is our apple picking. Or <laughs> you ever you ever you ever shoot a gun? No, uh, I maybe I went to a gun range like when I was a kid. Maybe? Yeah, that's a thing that I, I I feel people talk about. The, the they talk about. Oh yeah, the time I went to the gun range. No, I've never I've never done that before. That's like an activity for some people. It's like oh yeah, we went down to the range. Well, so is like hunting. Like I I can't fathom hunting, but people that's their thing. Right. Right. I, I you, guess you, the the range seemed like axe throwing. It was it was one step. Hunting is just the OD. Could you axe go throwing. hunting? Could I go hunting? No, I don't have it in me. I I I don't. I I'm, I'm. It's crazy because I think that I would be a vegetarian. If I if if I really thought <laughs> about it, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, oh yeah, I should probably go vegetarian because I can't. Like I couldn't kill an animal, bro. Even for survival. I, I watch all those survival shows and I think to myself, oh man, yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't kill my own. If I had to kill my own uh, food, I would go vegetarian. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't okay. start, I couldn't chop heads off of chickens. I couldn't slaughter a cow. I couldn't even hunt hunt a damn elk in in the middle of, of whatever'sville, um, Wyoming, you know? I just couldn't do it. I, I'm with you on that. I think maybe after the first couple it would get easier, but I'm with you on that. But you know, let's switch it. Hurting animals would be tough. But if you were on a tribe and you guys ran out of food and you had to eat one of your own, would you be down for that? Cannibalism for humans? Yeah, you got to eat, you know, we got to eat one of the people in the tribe. Yeah, if he was the asshole and we fucking killed him and we had to... (laughs) (laughs) That's that, I mean, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Because I don't, I don't give a shit, it's just... (laughs) Bro, are are you like me in in movies, like, the people die and I'm like, yeah, no problem whatsoever. But then all of a sudden they kill the dog and it's like, come on, man, or they have to shoot the horse. That shit hurts. I don't like that. I don't like that stuff. That, like, that bothers me. But when it's when I it's people, ah, I don't give a fuck. So if I had to eat the douche member of our tribe because we were just <laughs> like, get rid of Johnny, can't stand him, you're first to go, and it's like we all get a body part, done. Easy. Is that how it would go? Would it go by personality or would it go by body fat? Good you question. Good point. Oh, you, you think it goes by like, body fat? Wow. Like, well, who's... Like, well, Tim, who's, Tim is 80, 80%, uh, lean meat, 20% fat, I'm, so... I'm going to say, the guy who's the fattest in the tribe... Is probably also bringing the best time, so he brings something to the table. He's the he's the fat funny guy, but he also has got the best meat. Are you really gonna do the asshole who's in great shape? He's got no fat on him. Right. No one. No. You don't get like your your nutrients when there's no fat in there. And we're talking about for survival. So I guess you're right. That does got to be taken into consideration. But I guess like it would almost go Big Brother style, where I think two people would be nominated, and then they each get a chance to sway the jury with like one last speech about why they shouldn't be the one that gets eaten. And uh, they and then so we sick. go into the diary room. We say hi to Julie, and then we uh, we cast our vote for uh, for who's going to be eaten. Do you know what's so sick? I don't think it would be I don't think it would be democratic at all. Like if we if we our society broke down in any way, whoever was the biggest alpha, like whoever spoke up first, everybody else would go, Yep, I agree with you, just don't eat me. And then the last person to do that would just be screwed. You Ooh, know what I mean? Like Bro, that's 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 some real talk right there. That's right? some real like, talk right there. That's I'm just that's, thinking like that's a microcosm for our fucking world right now. You, Hashtag deep. You, for like politics you're saying i think that we kind of live in a world where people uh are they they appease the 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 people in power because like as long as it's not me for instance yeah like cancel culture per se it's like oh yeah yeah i as long as you don't cancel me like i support it i'm not gonna speak out i'm not gonna speak out at all just make sure it's not me and then eventually they all come for you so yes yes. it's funny that, that that you bring this up i don't know i think it's just very apropos 
No, I mean, that is with the mob. Everybody, everybody doesn't want to oppose the mob. They're okay just being in the shadows. The mob, don't come for me, leave me alone. But we're not, you know, whatever. The mob, when you think about it, though, is a very few... It, it, it's not... It's a small percentage of people, usually, you know? The powerful or the, or the, the other the side? Mo- the mob. I'm talking about, like, a cancel mob. The cancel mob is always a small group of people who are being very loud. You know, we have the numbers. It's like it's like if I was just walking around, hey, guys, we have the numbers. Like, we can't, like, like we don't we have to listen to this cancel mob. Yeah, so interesting. We always debate this, though. This is You don't this think is we have the numbers? Our- uh, I question whether we have the numbers. I really do. We, we talk about this a lot on the show. I really don't know if we have the numbers. I really don't think the rational people are in control of the numbers. I think you'd be surprised. Here's the thing. Rational people are so rational <laughs> that they're, they're putting themselves first, and part of self-preservation is to be quiet. So part of being rational is actually being quiet. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it keeps you, it keeps you yes. safe. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's almost like... The rational people are second-guessing their own arguments, so they're not taking to the internet because they realize that everything that they say has a valid counter-argument to it. So they're just yeah. like, so they're not as vocal about it because then all the idiots are the ones that are posting on Twitter the entire time. And it's like, you guys could decipher the own argument against the statements that you're posting. Like, it, it doesn't take a genius to be able to figure out maybe why you can still eat Goya beans and be okay, you know? <laughs> can, I, can I use that as a segue to a topic? Sure. go for it. So I don't know if you saw, but Postmaster Roastmaster General DeJoy is under a bit of fire. Tell me, tell me. And oh, the but first- by the way, by the way, let's at least just talk about the fact that USPS has not been in the news for how many weeks, Daniel? Well, that's why I want to bring this up. Since we've talked about it, it has not been in the news, right? Three weeks? Sure, three weeks. So, this is how you know it's bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. Black Lives Matter dies well, down. It's like, oh, we need something to be to still be angry about. There you go. Well, hold on. This is why this is so interesting, right? So I saw a tweet that had ton and ton of likes that said, in all caps, Postmaster General is going to prison. And if you saw that tweet and you were a regular person, what would you think that was about? Regular people? It must be. It must be the USPS. It must be the USPS fraud. It must yeah, be what he did with the, with the mailboxes. Right. It must be all that. No, it's about something completely different. He did do some potentially bad stuff, and they are going to look into it, investigate. He may have been uh, paying off Republican. He he may have been engaged in something, but they are leveraging it. The idea that most people won't look into this, thinking we got postmaster. Got it. Got it. Got it. Told you he was doing the mailboxes thing. Don't look into it. But I told you he was up to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no one saying he's a good guy. No one's saying he wasn't at his fault. I don't care. I think even Trump came out and said, investigate him. Like, whatever. But it's very funny. It's like, this USPS conspiracy didn't work. It wasn't real. But... We're like now still trying to make the point still stands. There point are hundred percent points still standing. It was like when the line of questioning, question the line of questions from Representative Katie Porter when she starts asking him how much does the envelope cost to mail on Saturdays, and he didn't know. And then they took to the to the internet and wrote, he doesn't know how much a, a stamp costs. Guys, are you saying that the USPS is is in, involved in massive amounts of fraud led by a guy who's trying to sabotage the upcoming election? Or are you just telling me that he doesn't know how much a stamp costs? Like, how did we go from one to the other? <laughs> yes, it's like, it's like, boys, we got him. Wait, wait, did you? Did, did, did you, you get, get him? him? Did you get did him? You get him? <laughs> because it doesn't sound like you got him. <laughs> uh, 
bro. So on, yeah, post. Yeah. Go on, go on, go on. I got. Nothing. I was gonna change topics, so if you want to. Yeah, change it, change it. I don't know. Did you see uh, what Candace Owens and Cardi B had a nice back and forth? I think recently. Did you check that out by any chance? Wow. So I didn't see a back and forth. I saw a viral Candace Owens tweet. And as you know, I'm a little hesitant around her. I think she's a bit of a divisive character. Who, yeah. Uh, she's We've motivated. seen both sides, sir, for sure. Yeah, she's motivated. And I saw her her all caps tweeting something. And I, I scrolled quickly. But please, enlighten me. I would love to, I would love to hear about this. Uh, I should pull up the tweets. But essentially, Candace Owens, I think, went on the Ben Shapiro Sunday special and was open about how Biden choosing to go and do an interview with Cardi B after he hadn't been doing any interviews at all was just a, such a low blow to the black community. It, it, it was like, do, do an interview with someone of substance, of intelligence, someone who knows what they're talking about, doing it just to pander so hard with a person who barely speaks English. It was a low blow, you know, and it just, and that's what she was talking about. And then Cardi B responds with, I'm going to talk my shit because my sister is getting harassed by Trump supporters and I got a number one single. And Candace Owens goes, what, dog? Like, what? What are you saying? She was, Candace keeps making the point of Biden, you don't understand how, how the Democrats are manipulating you and how this is all just one big pander, and that Biden shouldn't be talking to you. And she goes, he should be talking to me because I got a number one song. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a great interaction, but the back and forth was entertaining, if not anything else. Yeah, we, we spoke about this a little bit when that interview happened, where it was like, uh, it was all flash, no substance. It, it got the point of being culturally relevant, but it wasn't culturally relevant with somebody who could make an impact. Uh She's outspoken, and that's great, but there are... I don't think it did the job. I think it was very see-through, and I actually think you could have accomplished the same thing. We talked about this with somebody else who was still culturally relevant, but less of a see-through player. I'm just doing this for cultural relevance. Right, right. She and you wrote, could have got the same snowball interview yes, with somebody else. Yes, exactly, exactly. Candace wrote, it is one of the biggest insults. If black Americans are not insulted by the fact that Joe Biden, who has been hiding in his basement, you know, for the entire year, made an appearance to come out because he was going to do an interview with Cardi B, do we have nothing better to offer? Um, yeah, it's just, I, I agree. Do we have nothing better to offer? You're pandering. Yeah, it, it was pandering. And uh, I don't know, it, maybe I'm a little out of the loop, but it still seems like the debates are up in the air. Like, I know there might be a date, but it still seems like it's up in the air. Am I wrong? For what? The debates are they oh, are they set? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're scheduled. September 29th is they're what I set, thought the date like, was. What's the what's the the rumor mill about fact checkers and rumor mill about well, don't uh, do it still? Uh, I mean, yes, like Pelosi is definitely urging Biden not to do it, and I think there's there's a community who's pushing for for him not to how, get involved. Do you know how September embarrassing 29th, yeah. that is? Do you know how embarrassing it is? Well, it should be embarrassing, but I don't think they... Nancy they... Pelosi is telling Joe Biden, don't... Like, do you know how insulting that should be to Joe Biden to say, you're right. not... Like, we don't trust... We literally don't trust you. We're pretending it's because of him, but it's because of you. Right. No, it should be insulting. I don't know if he finds it insulting because they're able to rationalize it, right? Oh, well, Trump, uh, he doesn't take it seriously. He does it. He goes he over the time. He, uh, yeah. You know, you know, when that buzzer rings, he doesn't stop talking. Yeah. So, it, yeah, like, it, it's stupid. I mean, it, what's crazy is that now it's actually 
three weeks away opposed to it being months away. We're come this this is crunch time. This is crunch time. And I wonder if this movement picks up any steam as we get closer and closer. Like that's that's been taking the it, it, that's been taking the background. Uh you you'll hear comments every now and then, but the closer we get uh if they're actually nervous about this People are people were bringing up that Biden's actually been a great debater in the past, um, and so people are saying he, he might actually come out. He might he might come out strong. Well, the thing is, I guess we don't he, know. It could go either way. He's a great politician and has been for decades. The conversation isn't about how he how he was; it's how he is now. Like I remember him being on stages and and instilling confidence. People don't think he's that same person anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. So he obviously had it. He he got where he was because of his you know talent in a sense. Uh, people think he just can't do it anymore. Uh, let's talk about hype. I think it's gonna be very similar to Trump Hillary, where the hype was like Tyson Lennox Lewis, but it it came out just to be very m- mild. Yeah, it was very mild because there are only such yeah so little moments from that because she she well, it's Twitter just, fingers. It's well, Twitter fingers, just, right? Well, as in, as in, it was just like all everybody's all the hype. like dunking. Everyone's dunking on each other on Twitter. Yes, queening each other. But when you get in front of somebody, it's not as easy to say like you're a nasty woman or whatever. Well, she also played it super calm, right? She came out there so and did just he. Like, and oh, did did he? I don't remember Trump exactly was, how it went. Trump he, was like on his game, just not yeah. Interesting. Both of them. Both of them were like trying to. Both of them thought the other one was going to be aggressive, and they could play off of that. And I don't think either was aggressive. So this is interesting. I think going into the first debates, uh, because this is obviously before all of this happened. I don't think Trump's ego would have been what it is going into the Biden debates because when he's going up against Biden, I think he feels like. He's gonna win by he's a like, landslide. He's like he's, he's not like, gonna do oh, his homework. Yeah, yeah. Almost like he's like, I oh, I don't gotta rehearse for this guy. I got I'm gonna destroy him. Whereas for Hillary, I think he was motivated. I think he was trying to uh, like pull the upset yes. and and prove yes. he had a chip on his shoulder that he was trying to prove everybody wrong. What if he get, he's cocky? What if he's not like best behavior uh, Trump, but he comes out very cocky? That's the entertainment that we actually might well get yes uh, you make a really good point and the other part about this is it's all it's not how they do it's how they do compared to the expectations right yes like, it's all about the, the expectations. whole thing both of them are the, the expectations for their abilities are both very low so whoever comes out coherent will seem like a champion like a you know well that's yeah that's the funniest part i think that they're they're still going to be looking for their sound bites which hopefully i can't wait to hear the rehearse lines Oh, I can't wait for the Kamala one. Poof, that's gonna be I was great. Gonna say, I was gonna say Biden's got to avoid the can jokes. Like anything that comes off like a a trumpety dump dump hump is gonna be like a bro. Uh, I wish Kamala and Biden could go against just Trump. I wish they got to tag team because one, I would love to see him take both of them down. But Kamala doesn't get to go against Trump. She only gets to go against um, Pence. And that's, by the way, going to be so boring. So boring. Talk about the most boring. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to talk about? The issues? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Mike Pence, I, he is like milk. Like, he is he is whack. Yeah, except that that's probably what makes him uh, decent at his job. But I don't know. Oh, of, oh, of course. I'm not talking about <laughs> politics. I'm talking about who's the best reality show star. Yeah, yeah. We're like all about not- the reality shows. 
it's like he would have been yanked for a Snooky in season one. Like, there's no <laughs> way. Like, he just... Uh, do you want to talk about Djokovic a little bit? I mean, it's not much to talk about, but it's a funny... It's a weird moment. It's an interesting moment. Kind of sucked. As a tennis fan, it fucking sucked, but... Uh, so, it's... He, he gets frustrated in a moment. He smacks a ball back, and it directly hits a line person in the face. Yep. Not... Great. Also, for a guy like Djokovic, who has a history of doing shit like this, so this, this does this he? Yeah, this wasn't great. So, so not great. Uh, the funny thing about tennis is, tennis is so proper and classical. Like, if this was another sport, everyone shakes it off, and it was accidental. And you know, uh, there, you Lamar Jackson picks up the sideline reporter. Sorry, we we take a photo op, and it's funny. Yeah, this is like an end. Like, this is like you're done. That's how, like, the sport is so cut and dry. Right, right. It's too classy for them not to disqualify you for hitting the ball. Well, to be honest, I thought it looked pretty forceful. It sucked because he didn't mean it, but he, this is the rule. You can't let your emotions get the better of you so much so that you start pelting balls at the line judges. Like, I think that, that it it, it sucked that he was disqualified, but if it doesn't hit the line judge, what, 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 is it a warning if it just whizzes past the line judge? Right, right. Do they even say anything at all? It's a good question. He, he, because I've seen people smack balls before. He just yeah you have he just nailed her. What? <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> he just he just nailed her, which is like unfortunate. Yeah, yeah no, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it did suck. Also, um, look, Djokovic was going for I think number eighteen, so this was a, a big time blow for his career because every one of these, especially in the year where we lost two majors, this is a big time blow. For, uh, for anybody that's in the prime of their career and has an opportunity to compete for the championship, I think he was a heavy favorite to win the tournament. And now someone who is think- not named Djokovic, Federer, Nadal is going to win the U.S. Open, which is massive as far as men's tennis goes. It never happens. Yeah, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. If I, first of all, if I'm another tennis competitor... I don't want him disqualified. That's an asterisk to me. Oof, it's so funny because it's like, yeah, it, it is. Th- those but- three... That three-headed monster has dominated the sport, and if you are going to be the first guy to break up that three, but they weren't really even in it, it's uh, it's not as great. Yeah, but it's almost like a, it's like being a Jet fan, and then Brady gets moved from the division. It's like not cheating. There's no asterisk next to the things changed, and and something happened. And uh... but listen, if if they got to, if they lost their games, that's fine. Like I guess I guess the other two lost. I, I didn't follow it. No, no, they they or... they didn't enter. Okay, so it's just like. Do do you think that this is a fair punishment? Like, let's just talk objectively about sports. A DQ from the tournament? A DQ from the whole tournament? Yeah, it's intense. That's intense. I think there's probably a a better system, right? Like, he could get a couple— Especially because it was an accident. Yeah. I, bro, yeah, I I don't know what the rule is, but that does suck. It seems like it's it's pretty harsh, right? DQ from the tournament? Oh, man. He he reacts instantly. He literally instantly is like— like as it slips, he clearly was not aiming. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he knew. He knew he, the second it left his hand. He was like, "Oh, ah." Uh. If if he targeted somebody for whatever reason, something, something like, yeah, what, like, cut him out. But this, like, this was a bad move by him, and he let his emotions get the best of him. But it's only because it hit this person that he got DQ'd, and that was unintentional. Yeah. Could you imagine if this was in the finals or something? Oh man. That would have been exactly. a story it, and a half. Is it the same rule? Yeah, is it the same rule if it's I don't game know. seven, not do game you remember, seven? Set. Do you remember what happened with Serena and Osaka? Uh, yes. I was going to bring that up maybe, but go, yeah, go ahead. Well, that, that, that was a crazy situation too. 
because then she got uh, like big time points. Serena striking she, against but her. But she got a. She got like a. It, she lost like she lost a, like a game or something. Yes, it was. But a it game. was a pivotal was a, game. Yes, and it was a huge thing, and it basically it probably decided it. But that's still a fighting chance. Right. That's that's different than a, a DQ. What did Serena do again? That she got the 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 the, t- I, the warning. I that's think a warning. She was yelling. I think she was yelling. Oh at yeah, the, she um, yeah, she just just yelled at the uh, the um, and then she was she was saying sexism and this and that, which is interesting. I wonder, but uh, in these classical sports, it's hard to know, since the rules are so old school, it's sometimes hard to know where the line is. Like, as you know, in that situation, Serena was being an athlete. She was she was reacting as a competitor. And she got dinged pretty hard for it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was. Pretty and how intense. are you going to tell the number one, uh, you know, female tennis player to chill out? Of course, she's going to get hot. She's like, this is what this is her. This is her. This yeah. is her thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the idea of criticizing people for their emotional reactions while playing sports. Also, right? emotional reactions is why we watch the game. Yeah, it's true. That's true. We love. We 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 have a. A, a, a deep admiration for anybody that shows emotion and tennis is one of the best when they show emotion some of them are stoic throughout the whole match and then all of a sudden when when it's going back and forth and you hear a, come on that's the best feeling in the entire world yes. when they win a, win a big point and you hear that crowd always goes wild for those moments that's great to see yes that's why like bringing about the football when they brought celebrations back that was yes, so huge yes. because to see players it's like it's like a laugh track, if you will. If shows are funnier when there's laughing going on. When I see players celebrating having fun, I'm having more fun. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. So I love it. I love all types of emotion in sports. Yeah, I also, it just, be- like, doesn't make sense. Like, why would you ban celebrations? What did celebrations do to anybody? Exactly. And even, like, I understand we should treat the refs with respect, and there's certain things, but... Think about other sports. The I NBA, refs, where they get abused. <laughs> they get a, they get abused. But and I'm not saying you should ever abuse a ref. But like, you can't be. They can't be so untouchable in their high chairs. You know. And like, that's oh, funny. Don't. In tennis, they actually are on the pedestal. <laughs> you can't yeah, touch they're them. Li- they're literally in a baby high chair. Um, so, bro, the know, NBA like refs, that. I think, must go to group therapy after the games. The way they get abused, and also they're wrong. LeBron, I think, in the last game that that was just played, I watched him freak out over a goaltend, which was a goaltend, yeah. and he's yes. just yelling at the ref, and it's like, dog, you're wrong. <laughs> yes. When do you get? How long of a career? It's crazy. No matter how old these players get, and they've probably watched themselves back a thousand times, how do yes. they still not realize that they're wrong? Probably ninety nine percent of the time when they're yelling that's, at the refs. Dude, that's the that's the competitor in people. It's like, uh, the, I mean, I'm talking about growing up, the middle school basketball. There's those kids that no matter which way the ball went off of someone, they're shouting our way, our way, our way. It's like, of course, Doug, of course. Well, back then you had like, to. We had influence. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's that same mentality that carries through to these big competitors where right. it's like I'm fighting for our side no matter if it's right or wrong. Amen. It's like the soccer players who uh, who who like flop, but they're doing it for their team, so they don't care that it's like wrong. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, anyway, anything else? I mean, I, I we kind of just been shooting the shit, but um, it's a slow Labor Day. I feel like there's a mental switch everyone's got to do tonight and tomorrow to get that, that get that fall brain going. Am I Bro, wrong about that? That fall, fall brain? brain? You think that we all? Have, I mean, you do have to switch to fall brain. I, how could you not? Yeah, so, you summer just, brain. Summer brain is over. What? It, well, d- brain, define what's your fall brain. Fall brain is like 
Okay, let's get serious. Because in the yeah, summer... Yeah, fall brain is let's get serious. It's back to school. It's back to school it's brain. It's back to school. It's back to school brain. It's like, wait, do I have something I got to get done? Because, like, in summer, you, it's so nice out. You say, well, I can't. Well, I can't do anything with this weather. Right, we take off. What am I going to do? So I, I do think take a day for yourselves, everyone listening, and go... Am I ready for fall brain? Fall brain. I mean, I, I, I agree, though. It's it's the mentality of who do you, you kind of set goals for yourself. It's like, all right, we're, we're back into the swing of things. Who do you want to be now? Because when the winter comes, it's like the that's 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 pure. Just just drive absolute focus yes. because we we've we, we now have less of a um, distraction. We don't need to go out on the weekends. You know, we don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. You don't get FOMO in the winter. You know, what are you going to get FOMO? Yes. If someone else is like sipping hot chocolate. Relax. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, the, yeah. the, the, I think the fall and the winter is where you get to start to think about yourself a little bit, you know? And you're like, what, and <laughs> I, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? I agree. I've always said, and let's talk about Q4 for a second. Q4. I've always, I've always said that people should start their New Year's resolutions at the beginning of Q4 because it's so easy for that January 1st, this is my year. And by the way, everyone, we said it. Everyone said it 2020, and 2020 was nobody's year. Nobody's <laughs> so year. So it's so easy to be like, this is my year, here's January. And like the in the bleak cold, to get your motor started, it takes a while to get started. So I always tell people, start in September, October. And when that January comes around, the motor's already heated up. It like takes you through yeah, the cold wet weather. Absolutely, absolutely. By the time the cold weather sets in, you're, you're, you have a routine. You're motivated. Yes. It's there. Yes, you, you have to be – Game of Thrones winter is coming. You got to be prepared for the winter. That's why we're talking about fall brain. Like Amen. fall brain gets you prepared for hibernation. Yeah. Well. <laughs> for 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 for, uh, for, uh, <laughs> for okay. Where's this metaphor going? Fall brain gets you prepared to to get through. Yeah. And that was a two tangents gem. <laughs> um. That's all I got for today. Uh. Yeah, I think we should set some. Uh, should we do uh, set do some fall brain resolutions on the next pod, or maybe uh, we'll do so. We'll start up our live show, and then we'll do a I little. I was gonna uh, say, I was gonna say our two tangents, like getting back to school, is we're gonna start doing a live show. Uh, we're definitely gonna do one for the debates, but maybe we'll do one before then if something pops up. Uh, join us. Join us, know. absolutely. Join us. It's gonna be fun. This is gonna be. We're starting things out. We're gonna test new new things out, and it's gonna be uh, a a small, intimate crew to start off. And I think that that's gonna it's gonna make it special. So we want you to be a, a part of that community when we do a live show for uh, yeah for 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 this group. I agree. Uh, I think that's all for this show. Then we will see you back here on Friday. By then, I I swear to God, you you better all be in fall brain by then. Fall brain by Friday. Because <laughs> we gave you the heads up. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.